Welcome to the God Reports Podcast. I'm your host, Sam. And I'm Rebecca. Today, we have the special honor of interviewing journalist Mark Ellis, the founder of GodReports.com. Mark Ellis worked in the commercial real estate industry for 18 years before he answered a call into full-time Christian ministry. For nine years, he served as assistant pastor at Church by the Sea in Laguna Beach, California. He began writing about the church around the world in 1999, and his stories have appeared on Assist News, The Christian Post, Breaking Christian News, and World Magazine, among other Christian media. After a mission trip to the southern Philippines in 2004, God gave him the vision for the God Reports website, which launched in 2009. He serves on the board of Morningstar News and the Bircher Family Foundation. He is also the senior editor for Assist News. Enjoy this interview from 2021. How did you find Jesus? How did you get to know him? I was 29 years old and uh, I'd been living for myself all through my 20s. And I got to a point where I really was tired of had come to the end of living for self and just being felt like I was a pretty selfish person. And, um, and so I, um, I had been going to a Christian singles group because I wanted more to meet women who were a little more higher quality than what I might meet in a bar. <laughs> and, uh, so, but I'd been going to this singles group for seven years and they, you know, they had messages that were, Christian messages, but somehow it was just going in one ear and out the other because I was really more focused on just the social mm-hmm. scene and, you know, finding girls to date and making friends. But there was a guy at one of the Bible studies who said he had just read a book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And for some reason, that title stuck in my mind, you mm-hmm. know, when I was driving around one day and I saw this Christian bookstore. And so I pulled in. I went in and asked if they had the book, and I, I bought this book by Josh McDowell, mm-hmm. which uh, was a, a perfect book for me. I thought I had rationalistic objectives, and, and to some extent I did, even though really there's a, a heart-level problem for most people with you know, the, being uh, in bondage to sin. Mm-hmm. And so, but I thought it was all up here in my head. And, but I, I read the book and it was a perfect book for me because I did have questions. One was about um, how the Bible was put together. Could I really trust hmm. the, the book itself? And he presents very good evidence about the ancient manuscripts. And there are something like 5,000 or more in various languages. And mm-hmm. so I knew that uh, because of the study of these ancient texts, there's no way like one central authority could change anything. There's too, too, yeah. many, too many thousands of manuscripts out there in different languages mm-hmm. that go back to within about a hundred years of when Jesus uh, actually walked on the earth. So that was key for me. And then really it was the chapter on the resurrection because I, I reasoned that if Jesus rose from the dead, bodily rose, that set him apart from Muhammad and Buddha and all these other Christian leaders that were out there. 
in my mind, I'd been searching for a way to unite all the world's religions. I mm -hmm. thought there was a kernel of truth in all of them. And somehow, you know, I could find a way to just, you know, merge it all. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are some, there's a religion, the Baha'i kind of try to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but I finished that chapter on the resurrection and he presents such a good, compelling, reasoned argument, looking at um, all the different theories that would explain why Jesus, uh, why he didn't rise. And none of them made any sense. The idea of him just swooning or fainting on the cross or uh, that he, uh, that people were hallucinating when they thought they saw him walking on the earth after the resurrection. Uh, just all these theories just kind of just evaporated, just fell apart in my mind as I was reading it. And I was so convinced that I just got down on my knees right after wow. I finished that chapter. And I, I prayed to receive Christ alone in my little bachelor condo um, on my shag carpet that was <laughs> pretty dirty, but my, my, my unclean heart got cleansed in that moment. And mm -hmm. I really felt like a one operating system had been replaced by a whole new upgraded and new operating system. Because in the moment that I received Christ, I'd been, I'd been what I call a moderate Republican, uh, in that I, I was fiscally conservative, but, but I believed, had very liberal social ideas. And I was a very strong proponent for abortion, thinking that would help cure the world's population problem. Mm -hmm. And in the moment that I received Christ, suddenly God gave me this horror about abortion. Mm. And it, where did that come from? Mm. <laughs> you know? like, I mean, I had no new information. Just wow. suddenly my heart was just gripped with the horror of abortion. So that to me, that was a confirmation that something mm -hmm. different happened inside me that I looked at the world in a whole different way. Wow. And uh, he gave me that, that um, burden, that um, sense of, of grief about what was happening on that one subject. And of course, then afterward, I had this insatiable thirst for God's word, hunger for God's word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, never ha really had a desire to go to church. Suddenly I had a desire to go. Wow. And uh, so mm -hmm. life changed after that at 29. Wow. Hmm. And so you, you, uh, you often talk about uh, how, you, how meeting mom was such a pivotal moment. So you started to see these kind of moments where... Uh, God had had intervened and 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 spoken to you. I, I remember, two thousand four. You got back from a trip, and it was like, all of a sudden, you have this dream on your heart, revolving around a website. And at that point, you, none of us really talked about computers. Didn't think I would. So, I was like, where did this come from? Talk a little bit about. God giving you this vision for God reports and what happened and how did this all start? Yeah, I went on my first overseas mission trip to the Southern Philippines in 2004 to visit two Wycliffe Bible translators, Carl and Loretta Bois, who were based on the island of Mindanao outside of Davao City in the, in the hills. And 
I, I saw how they lived, which was in a house that was 400 square feet. That was uh, smaller than my garage. And they had to be evacuated from that house twice, once because of threats from communist guerrillas, another time from threats from Muslim guerrillas. And then when they, they had taken 25 to 30 years to do their first translation of the Bible, mm -hmm. And then they started their second translation. Uh, the first one was Serengani Manobo. The second one was Tagabawa. And um, when they started the second translation, their son fell from a tree and was paralyzed from the waist down. Oh. And uh, Loretta got breast cancer. Oh. And uh, so I saw all these hardships they had. Oh. It, bringing this precious gift of the gospel in the heart language of these two people groups. Mm -hmm. And I, I so admired, you know, they've been there 45 years, you know, that level of a commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm flying home and I'm thinking, you know, I, I can write a story about them because I was writing part-time for Assist News. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I bet there's thousands of other missionaries with stories like this mm -hmm. out there. What if I create a website where I can start collecting these stories hmm. and Christian testimonies to help inspire people to get more involved in missions? Hmm. So that was that was the beginning of the idea. It didn't actually go live until 2009, so five years later. Hmm. But um, I was on staff at the church in Laguna Beach till 2007, and then... Uh, I, I worked for a bit with uh, Harold Sela, and then the recession hit, and um, they the, their funds were were uh, were kind of a, took a hit from the recession. So um, I left I left his ministry and just got just put it on my heart to start working on this idea that he'd given me. Mm -hmm. To, uh, to create a website like that called God Reports. Wow. That has been growing inside of you for quite a while then before you started, huh? Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's so fascinating to hear the stories and they're all just very inspiring people. Mm -hmm. And um, I bet you have many, many favorite moments, um, but maybe could you share maybe one or two impactful or favorite moments? Um, yeah during interviews or while you wrote stories or? Well, I, I love the stories that demonstrate that God is still working today, just yes. as he was mm. in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. So stories that demonstrate his power mm. uh, that can be in the miraculous realm or just in transforming people's hearts. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my earlier stories was about... Uh, Two men who were who were enemies. One was an Israeli soldier, and one was a Palestinian terrorist. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, those two sides hate each other with a passion. Mm -hmm. But both of them found Jesus in the United States and ended up becoming close friends. Wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> oh my God, God transformed their hearts. Yes. Wow. wow. So and and. You know, they each had reasons to hate each other because one, the Israeli soldier, his friends had been blown up. He's, his own friends killed by mm. terrorists. And then the uh, this Fatah fighter was uh, personally trained by Yasser Arafat. 
and uh, he hated the Jews. When he first came to America, he worked in a restaurant and there were Jewish customers who came into the restaurant and he was trying to think of ways he could poison the Jewish customers. Oh, That's how wow. much he hated the Jews. Mm -hmm. But uh, a guy who was just a customer at the restaurant befriended him, a guy named Charlie Sharp, mm -hmm. and invited him over to his house and witnessed to him. Wow. And he wow. said, he showed him a Bible, you know, and he, and he, this guy says, well, I, I don't believe that Jesus is God. You know, we, he, he was a prophet, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so Charlie says, well, could you just read a little bit from the first chapter of John here? So he starts reading John one, you know, mm -hmm. in the beginning, uh, was the word mm -hmm. and the word was with God and the word was, and when he read it, God, the Holy Spirit just fell on him. Okay. When he was wow. reading, reading those words, he drops on his knees and he says, Jesus, he says, Jesus is not only the son of God, he is God. You know, oh, and he, he makes wow. this bold declaration. Oh my gosh. You know, but it was, it wasn't like he was seeking anything. God just sovereignly, you know, touched him and he was born again. And I love, those are some of my favorite stories, so yeah. you know, because it's yeah. not like I did this and this and this, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. I mean, even my story, I read a book and that persuaded me, but it's the person who is so reluctant, they're not even looking for Jesus and God just wow. sovereignly mm -hmm. touches them, you know, mm -hmm. the stories kind of that go like only God could do such a thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. right. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any stories? I know that, that our family is often impacted around dinner tables, or I mentioned I get to have lunch, uh, breakfast with you and I hear these stories. So I'm personally impacted. Do you have any stories about how these stories have impacted other people's lives? Yeah. Um, well, number one, we have, this week we're going to put our 1,000th Christian testimony on the website. Wow, and, a thousand. Yeah, and each of those testimonies has a link to, to a page that presents the gospel. And we offer follow-up and a free Bible to anybody who, who um, requests one through uh, an affiliated uh, uh, ministry called Global Media Outreach. And mm -hmm. we link to them because they do a great job of uh, with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, at one point, we've had 30 people a month receiving Christ from those testimonies. Wow. Wow, so, that's incredible. So that's, I mean, that's an impact for the kingdom yeah. that, you know, gladdens my heart. Mm. But, you know, then you have people who um, say they decide to um, uh, volunteer to help a, a mission organization. And I've gotten those kind of stories that mm. said, I decided I wanted to go on a short-term mission trip with this group mm. because of your story, or I wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, help support them in some way. Mm. It could be prayer or it could be monetarily. So it, it's good to know there, the stories are having an impact because Jesus was a storyteller Yeah, mm. and powerful stories can grip the heart and, especially Christian testimonies. We know mm -hmm. it's the, the blood of the lamb and the testimony yeah. that we'll be even declaring all the way into, uh, into uh, the, where 
the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so good. Um, and obviously, you know, if you like, you give a lot and you share and you have an impact on other people's lives. And but mostly, if we give something, we get blessed backwards, right? And um, I'm just curious, like how God reports has impacted your own walk with the Lord, how you've gotten blessed or maybe challenged or yet touched by well, him. Well, I mean, part of it is not wanting just to be an observer and a writer, but actually to be involved in the, mm-hmm. in the greater story. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, we adopted an unreached people group in Myanmar, mm-hmm. and I've made three trips there. Mm-hmm. to help encourage local pastors to put this group on their radar to find ways to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And in December 2019, we had our, our last trip there right before COVID. We haven't been able to go back because of COVID and a mm-hmm. civil war. Mm-hmm. But on that last trip, we saw the fruit of our prayers, which was a small house church that had started among this people group, the Tai Lang. Wow. And just to be there and see their joy, and all of them had stories about coming to the Lord, mostly through some miraculous mm. means, like a miraculous wow. healing or something like that. Wow. And so I knew uh, it, it, it was a sovereign work of God, but I felt like we had, we had been part of that just in the prayer, the prayers from here, mm. 8,000 miles away, we're going to God, and then these pastors were on the ground, starting to focus on them. But my, fa- my favorite moment, there was a, a Buddhist woman in her 80s, former Buddhist, mm-hmm. uh, who was part of this little group. And she just, she just so bonded with my wife, Sally, that she was, she was hugging her and it was like she didn't want to let go of Sally. Mm. And I took a picture of the two of them and this woman, she was missing some teeth, mm. um, but she had this big smile, she was just radiating the joy of the Lord. And uh, it was really my, one of my favorite moments because she kept saying, I'll never go back, I'll never go back to Buddhism. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's so precious, those, those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as, as we close today, um, where, how can people get involved? Uh, obviously, you see the comments. People are encouraged by the comments on, on these stories. And, and we see uh, those are really important. But, you know, is, are there other ways that people can get involved in, you know, continuing this vision that you have? And, and also... How do you see God reports? Where, where do you see it going uh, from here? Well, I mean, we want the whole purpose of the website uh, is for people to get more engaged in missions mm-hmm. and to be inspired by the stories yeah. and to want to get involved in either, you know, praying, giving or going themselves, mm-hmm. you know, short term or long term. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the big the big idea behind God reports, even though it, it might appear like a news site that we're just putting stories out there, there is this bigger, it's journalism with a purpose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to want to, you know, help, help do what we can to build God's kingdom. Because yeah. I really believe he's returning soon, sooner than most believers think. And um, um, so I, I'd love it 
to see more people involved. I, I'm always looking for good writers. If people want to devote their, their writing skills to help God's kingdom mm -hmm. expand, write about the church around the world, about missions, write up Christian testimonies. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some young people we're training at a Christian high school who submit stories to us, and that's been gratifying mm -hmm. to see them. I, I, I'd like to see more... Uh, more of these young writers come in with a passion to help serve the kingdom in that way. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for doing this and being faithful and going. It's like you seem like a treasure hunter to me sometimes when you hunt those stories. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing them with us and everyone else and being faithful and blessing us. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And let's just pray and, and uh, mm -hmm. that, that God continues to use God reports, if you don't mind. Yeah, bless the people that read and listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, we lift up uh, this, this mission and, and what a beautiful uh, vision that you've put in my dad's heart, God, to see your kingdom advance and to tell the stories that are not being told. There's many stories. It, it says that you know, at one point in the Gospels, if there was, you know, there there's, was more stories that could be told of what Jesus did that we could fill, fill the libraries. And we just, uh, we want to get mm -hmm. out your stories of what you're doing on this earth. And uh, thank you for this vehicle that is getting the truth of your word and how you're impacting and transforming and bringing your kingdom to the nations, God. So I, I pray, God, for the for the listeners right now, um, whether whatever is in their hands, uh, that they they might want to contribute. Whether it's sharing the story for, to a neighbor, uh, that's one of those thirty a month that come to know you, or it's writing themselves or going. God, may we may your spirit just breathe on. Uh, this ministry, God, and all the, the, the aspects that go into uh, sharing the good news and uh, reporting on all that you're doing, God. Yes, Jesus. And I, I just thank you, Lord, for all the readers and listeners, uh, the missionaries that contribute the stories, the, just everyone involved in any way with any of the stories. Uh, I ask you to bless Mark also, Jesus. And I just thank you that yeah, the good news that are read in the stories um, may have even a bigger um, domino effect, almost like there is one piece of the story that it, that uh, touches the next person. And just we just ask you for an even bigger domino effect of the stories that go out and the testimonies that they may touch more and more and more lives. Jesus, and we bless the missionaries out there. Would you just encourage and refresh them? Um, as maybe situations got more hard during the last two years, would you just bless them and encourage them and refresh them? Yes, sir. We want to continue to tell of your marvelous deeds around the world to lift up your name, exalt your name, and make your name famous, Jesus, around the world. I pray in your great name. Amen. <laughs>